You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I needed to make a quick podcast on Thursday's NFL Draft, and not just Thursday, the whole NFL Draft this week, with respect to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's only on one specific topic that I want to speak. It's about trading up or down in the draft. Now, there are a lot of draft nicks out there, the nerdos. They love to go on and pontificate about why they should trade up in the first round to get Jalen Carter or perhaps one of the premier tackles. And maybe even now people are supposing they could trade up to get a cornerback, one of the real top-line cornerbacks, as if only those people are going to be great. You know, Jalen Carter has so much baggage, in my opinion, that even though he's clearly got all the material to be great, he's another question mark. And so they're having us trade up to get question marks. There's nobody in this draft other than perhaps Robinson, the running back, who's a slam dunk. None of the quarterbacks ever are. We already know that. Uh, There's not a slam dunk wide receiver in this draft, no matter what people say about... uh, uh, the three three name guy, hyphenated guy, whose brother is playing for the Pirates. His name is Case Rundell Smith, the Jujaka Jumpa. Anyway, for Ohio State, I don't think he's he's a slot guy. I, I don't. Whatever. He's so great. He's so great. Whatever. Whatever. Look, the bottom line is, this is not a draft chock full of amazing guys. And if they're that amazing, they're, those guys are only ever really in the top five. And they go to those teams, and you can't trade to get up there. This whole talk is insane. And then you got all these people talking about trading down because they act like they say 17 is a no man's land. Like all the really good quality people are gone by then and they'll be picked over and the Steelers will, they'll have a handful of people that will, will be happy with in the first round, but one of them will be available if we trade down. So we'll just trade down and then we'll get maybe an additional pick or two in the fifth or sixth round since we have no picks in those rounds this year. And so won't that be great? And then you got other people saying that we'll trade down in the th- on the 32nd pick, the one that we got from the Chase Claypool trade with the, with the Bears, that starting out pick number one of day two and beginning the second round, having that pick is going to be really desirable. Let's say there's a leftover quarterback from the first round or a wide receiver, somebody who survived the first round and you got these people that want to jump up there and grab that player right away. They're going to offer the Steelers so much exciting stuff. And it's all so wonderful. Now, look, I understand that the Steelers have traded up in the past when they really, really wanted a player. But I'm sorry, those situations were where they had a real need and they wanted a player. And they don't have a need this year. They just don't. I mean, if they have a need, it's cornerback, but there's so many good ones in this draft that we don't need to trade up to get one. And like I said, none of these guys, not Gonzalez, not Witherspoon, those are the top two, and none none of them are surefire, can't miss, amazing, you know, guys. So, the and, and plus, I, don't, I just don't think you trade up to get a cornerback. That's silly, and especially not in a year where there's a lot of good ones. So, no, you don't trade up to get a cornerback. Uh, sure, we could use a great defensive end, but, you know, Carter comes with baggage. And um, 
I just don't think you trade up for that. You don't give up. You don't give up the pick that you that you you know fleeced off of the Bears. That thirty second pick is amazing to get that for Claypool. In a normal year, would be a first round pick in terms of the number of quality players. You don't get that extra fifth year. Of course, it's not really a first round pick, but. You know, there are 32 picks in the first round usually. So you're getting pick 32. It's like you're getting two first-round picks in terms of the number of players. Why would you devalue that and maybe give that away in a trade just to go up to get Jalen Carter? You just wouldn't. And none of the tackles come without detractors. People that I regard and respect have said negative things about Broderick Jones and Paris Johnson. Um and then some of the other guys, you know, Skaronsky, Steelers haven't even looked at him because his arms are too short. We don't obviously clearly don't believe he can be a tackle in the NFL. Some teams think that way. So he's out. So who's that left? Leave. It just leaves, you know, guys that are right tackles or guys that are just, you know, decent. So obviously you're not trading up for, for any of those people. So no, we don't have a need, first of all. We don't need a left tackle. We don't need uh, an edge we need a third guy so yeah we need that we'll get one in the draft we don't have a need need like we need to pick a star and get a star at a position there is not a position on the Steelers where we desperately need to have a start at day one star step in for us we did a great job in free agency plugging holes with guys now do we have enough stars on this team to be a really good team uh, that all depends on the offense and on the guys we already have I mean, we plugged in a guard that could be a star in in in, in the uh, free agency this year. And then we've got the four draft picks that are ones and twos in Najee and Fryermuth and Pickett and Pickens. All four of them could be stars this year. If all four of them become stars this year, then this team has enough stars to win because they already have three on defense. They could use another star or two on defense. and I, And I think they could use a star left tackle. But they don't need it to win. The point is this. We can, we can just pick what we want and what we like. And, and that being true, okay, once you agree that the Steelers are in a position this year where they don't have any desperate needs, really, maybe, maybe slot corner, but you could, you could put Patrick Peterson, Peterson in the slot, draft yourself an outside corner, you know, and mix and match them uh, with the, in our secondary appropriately with with Arthur Mallette and so forth. So even that isn't really desperate. I mean, I personally love Brian Branch, and I'd take him at seventeen uh, over really over Joey Porter Jr. or uh, Banks from uh, from uh, Maryland. Uh, but I. I uh, I don't think they will. I don't think the Steelers will. But the reason I would is I'm all about stars. I'm all about can't-miss stars, and I truly believe that Brian Branch is a can't-miss stud star uh, safety slash uh, slot corner in the NFL. And I think he would be adding immediate star impact uh, to our secondary. And we could use him in any number of ways and from day one, and he would be very valuable to us. And he, no, he wouldn't start – Probably wouldn't start as a safety, so he wouldn't play every down. But that slot corner's in there a lot. So I would take the slot. But anyway, my point of this, that's just my opinion on who I'd take. I'd take Brian Branch. Uh, I'd take a left tackle. 
if 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 one of the top ones falls to us. And by that, I just mean two. I mean, if Paris Johnson or – and even though there are detractors of Paris Johnson too and Broderick Jones, but if one of those two falls to us, that's who I take. If one of those two does not fall to us and there's – a and the cornerbacks are there, I would think about Joey Porter. I would not take Banks. I might take Porter, but I also might take Brian Branch. So – because he just, I think he's going to be a star this year in the NFL. I don't know if I can say that about Joey Porter. And I'd like our first pick to be a star. And who cares if he's not, doesn't play every down yet, you know, because he's not a starting safety for us yet. Who cares? I mean, he's going to be a star in that field. Mike Hilton didn't play every down. He was a star for us when he played for us. So I think we missed that. We've been missing it ever since we let him go, Mike Hilton. So I, I would take that. A guy that can cover tight ends and 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 and, and uh, you know slot receivers and be really effective at it uh, and, cover, and and play good against the run. Why wouldn't you take that? That's been a need the Steelers have lacked for years now since we let Mike Hilton go. And even Mike Hilton was a little small for the role. He, he, but he was great against the run and could blitz good. But he was also better in coverage than anyone gives him credit for. But, I mean, wouldn't you take that, a really good coverage guy who can blitz the quarterback and play the run and be a star like a Mike Hilton 2.0, maybe Mike Hilton on steroids a little bit and Brian Branch? You wouldn't take that? Anyway, uh, who cares if it's first round, second round? Why does that matter? What's this bullshit about... He's, he's, you know, that's overdrafting him. This, he's, we're not talking about Terrell Edmonds here. We're not talking about a guy who clearly is overdrafted. People know Branch is good. He's going to go in the first round. Edmonds, nobody had him going in the first round. But anyway, that aside, I'd love a defensive lineman, actually, number one. I'd love a stud defensive lineman. I don't think that that's Brissy or whatever from Clemson. I don't think that's the guy. I, I don't want to take him. He does not excite me. I think he's okay. I, I, I think he could be a bust, and I'm not excited about him at 17 at all. So I would much, much rather hit up the secondary if uh, either, you know, if Jones or, or Paris Johnson don't fall to us. I don't want to take any of the other left tackles. I don't want to take Darnell Wright because from what I understand, he played left tackle in his junior year, and he wasn't very good at it. And then last year he played right tackle, and he was very good. So even if he tells the Steelers, oh, I can play left, I can play left, why would we want to force him into a role that he wasn't very good at when he's proven to be a really good right tackle? And then also, why would we want him to be the right tackle when we have Chooks there? Will we move Chooks over to left? And that's too much chaos. Do we really want to do that? Chooks is our right tackle. Come on, we're not going to do that. The Steelers are not going to move Chooks. And and they like him, and so they're not. I I don't think Chukes has Chukes is a is going to start and play this year absent injury. So I don't believe Darnell Wright is an option. I just don't. Then you got I think Harrison and these other tackles. I think aren't they all right? I mean, I, the only one I, I know Dewan Je, Dewan Jones. I guess his name is the big fat guy from Ohio State. He's a right tackle too, right? He played the opposite end of uh, Paris Johnson. So I I I just don't think there's a great left tackle in this draft for the Steelers other than those top two. And even they have detractors, but I'm taking one. I am taking Johnson or Broderick Jones if they drop to us. Okay. But that's it. I'm not moving up for them because they have detractors. I'm not moving up for Carter because even though he'd be a stud, I don't want that on my team and I'm not giving up anything for that. And I'm not trading up for a cornerback because they're just not, 
you know, once in a lifetime generational guys enough at all. And you can get a really good one at, at 17. And you can get a really good slot corner slash safety at 17 and Brian Branch, you know. So I, I, look, here's my bottom line of this podcast. Here's what I wanted to say. The people, they sort of do verbal masturbation when they talk about trading up, trading down. And they ask the question, which do you think is more likely and all this stuff. And lots of them have opinions. All the people who think they're smarter than you, all the people who brag about how smart they are about the draft, who spend all this time doing it, they always are trading up or trading down. They're always predicting the Steelers are going to trade up and trade down. Because they're so wrapped up in it, they can't get out of their own fucking way. Okay, they're too lost in the minutia of it all. And, and, and they think they're in some fucking murder mystery movie. They think they're in Knives Out 3 and they're Benoit, Benoit Blanc or whatever and they're sol- solving the murder. And uh, they have the answer and you're too stupid and they're smarter than you and they're going to tell you, here's why you trade up, here's why you trade down. But here's why I hope that I'm right, that they're not going to, okay? Granted, we're, this, is, this is a new regime. And uh, Kubla Khan could very much be into moving around a lot uh, where his predecessor was not. Um, We know Tomlin is very prone to, frankly, just idiotic emotional decisions for people he's excited about. You know, I I, I don't have a lot of faith in him. People he's brought in that he knew in the past, return guys and things who bombed out. I mean, seriously, let's be honest. Tomlin... Good coach, but he's – I like him. I'm glad he's a leader of my team, but unless he starts winning soon – I've been wanting him to go for some time now, but um, just because he's not winning enough, and I think people have to win or you get rid of them. Uh, call me crazy, but, uh, you know. Uh, but, look, we are turning the corner here with Kenny. Maybe we're going to get something going. We'll see. We'll give him a little rope here. But if Canada still stinks, they got to get rid of him and all this. And I'm just getting tired of Tomlin. But anyway, that being said, Tomlin has proven over the years one big weakness. And that's that he's too biased toward, he has biases towards players, towards families, towards connections, towards, and, and, and it's, it's, sometimes it's cool and it's fine. But really, it's, it's an undermining of just being a cold-blooded, good, objective judge of things, you know. He... Like, I'll never forget. Nobody talks about this enough. At the beginning of training camp last year, it was on video. He was so, you know, blowing Najee all of last year. Now, Najee was good last year. I mean, not last year, the year before. In his rookie season, Najee was good. He showed a lot of explosiveness. I liked him. But he didn't get any yards, and it wasn't successful. But I truly believed his rookie year that it was because we had an awful line and we were, you know, we couldn't get out of our own way and Ben stunk, which he did and everything else. But I thought Najee looked like a guy that had it. I really did. And I had hopes that once we got rid of Ben, kicked his carcass to the curb and, and, you know, upgraded the line that Najee would shine. But I'll be honest, he didn't shine this year. And I know there were excuses, uh, uh, in 2022, he did not shine. I know he was injured. He hurt himself and all that stuff. Uh, but I also think he's 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 got something to prove here. I'm not sure how much I think he can be a star anymore. I think he can still. I still am in his corner. But here's the thing: training camp last year, Tomlin, after uh, you know a good a good rookie year, but not good from yards per carry uh, or big play uh, uh, 
standpoint, he goes to the camera and he says, this guy here, he's going to run. He's going to do it all. He's going to be our, you know, these are, we put everything on him or whatever. He's indestructible. He's great. Tomlin's bragging to the camera about Najee and Najee leans forward into the camera. And goes, yeah, this guy, like, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. I don't know. But Najee put it down. Like, like, like basically didn't want it. He was joking. He was joking and they were doing it kind of good natured, but you could also tell that, Najee was kind of being serious. Najee's one of those guys where he makes jokes, but he's also, um, you know, kind of serious about things too. He makes controversial statements. Let's put it that way. He's lighthearted, and so he comes off kind of fun, but he's also kind of snippy, and he can kind of make comments that are kind of assholey too. So I like the guy, don't get me wrong, but the point is that's the way this really was, went down. Tomlin was kissing his ass, saying we're going to put everything on him and he can do it all. He's our Superman. And he was basically saying, no, 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 you know, cut the Superman stuff. I'm not anyone's Superman. He was putting it down. He didn't like the pressure. So guess what happened? That very day, that very day that that video came out, and we see that, and we see that he's teasing, joking, but basically saying, no, no, don't put this on me, coach. He goes out and hurts his foot. He went out that very day that that video was made and hurt his foot. So you tell me, he's telling us, oh, I can't do this, I can't, and then he hurts his foot, proving he can't do it, and then for the first half of the year, he certainly couldn't fucking do it, but they put him out there anyway and said, he's not injured, he's not, Tomlin would have, like, refused to admit he was injured, it was really strange, um, and then finally, by the end of the year, he started, he started looking like, okay, maybe Najee is a good back again, maybe he isn't going to end up being kind of a bust for a first-round pick. Um, but the point is it make Tomlin look bad. And again, it's another example of how Tomlin gets overly excited about a certain player and, you know, rides him to the wheels come off or whatever. And it just kind of doesn't always work out for him. And I, I like Tomlin's enthusiasm, but sometimes I just think he gets ahead of himself. And so what I'm saying is I could, sure, sure. I could see Tomlin wanting to race up and trade up and throw shit away and pick someone, but hopefully, uh, uh, Omar Khan will chill his jets a little bit. We'll cool his jets off, have a little bit more reason. And um, I don't think, I bet you there's nobody in this draft that Art Rooney wants to trade up for. I don't think he's excited about Jalen Carter joining his team at all, you know? And I don't think that anyone else deserves it. Uh, so I think it really is going to come down to Khan uh, being smart and being objective. And um, I don't think the other guy, everybody's acting like he's running the draft. He's setting the draft board. Why am I forgetting his name? Weidel. He came from the Eagles, sure. But he's just setting the draft board. He's not going to be making the decisions. People need to calm down about the idea that he's going to be in there. He's running the show. He's setting the draft board. He'll probably have a voice to some degree. But look, Khan's the GM. Let's get it straight. These decisions are going to be made Con and Tomlin and Art Rooney. That's how it's always been. The you know it was it, it was Colbert and Tomlin and Art Rooney, and it's going to be Con. And Whitey will be there, but I don't. You know, he'll make himself. He's already made himself known who he likes. But I don't think Con's just going to get all excited for Whitey's guys and run up and trade up and throw everything away to get a Whitey guy or the scouts guys. I think he's going to you know do the prudent thing and act like a GM, which is a guy that can be excited and can like certain people, but can be reasonable and responsible. Look how he's acted so far. I really believe he's been aggressive. He's been strong. But every move he's made has been, has been within the realm of 
our cost structure, you know, our, our cap structure, our, our needs without going over the top yet. No one's just a, a bum. He picks up intriguing, interesting guys who may or may not work, but he doesn't spend inordinate amounts of money so that, you know, it better work. He doesn't do that. So I think that's the same thing with this draft. If you trade up, it better work, as we found out with Devin Bush, or it's a disaster, especially if you give away that 30-second pick, which is the beginning of the second day, premium spot to be in. You get all night to really stew over who you want, and you get to open up and take a guy who's going to be very valuable. And so to me, here's my point, okay? I don't think they're trading up. I don't think they're trading down. Everybody acts like we want the we want these fifth and sixth picks. We need more guys. No, we don't. Why don't we? I'll tell you two reasons we don't. One is because we did such an aggressive good job in free agency this year that we don't need more draft picks. We literally don't. We don't need to throw a bunch of guys into the mix for training camp. We need stars. We always need stars. Everybody needs stars. So, sure, we need a body at the third edge rusher. Yes, we do need a body there. We need somebody who's hopefully better than a bum, better than anything we have right now. So we need a body there. But other than that, and perhaps we, we, we need another cornerback in the mix, preferably at the slot, someone who can play the slot. But if we're going to put Peterson in there, then an outside guy. We need a quality cornerback, and we need – you know, but that's it. I mean, we really don't need a defensive line body this year. We really don't. I want it. I want to start getting ready. Cam Hayward's, you know, backup plan. I don't know if Ogan Joby's going to stay healthy, even though we signed him in the multiple years. So I, I'd like a defensive lineman, but we don't need it. So my point is, look, we don't need the fifth and sixth round picks. They're just bodies. You can talk about A, B, all you want, being a six-rounder. You can talk about the different success stories that have come in the lower rounds. But I'll, I'll point something out to you. Deontay Johnson, he was a third-round pick. You get what you pay for. Well, you're not getting what you pay for with him. You get where you draft him, you know? I mean, you say, well, the guy's not that good. Well, he was a third-round pick. He's not supposed to be that good. You understand? Third-round picks are hit and miss. Look at Kendrick Green. <laughs> I mean... Who, where do you get your stars for the most part in the NFL? Where do you get your stars? You sign them for a ton of money in free agency or you draft them in the first and second rounds. That's basically it. That's basically it. Look, look back on the, the best drafts the Steelers have had. Yeah, you had a couple years where you had some lower draft pick guys that really turned out to be stars and you really hit it out of the park in the third and fourth and maybe even the fifth or sixth rounds. Sometimes you get a guy who's pretty productive in the seventh round. Sometimes you get undrafted free agents that are, that are pretty damn good. A la Donnie shell, a la la Jalen, whatever the running back we got now. Um, But, but that's not the norm. Okay. The norm is, you know, your draft really is only, exciting or really helpful to you winning a Super Bowl, which is what it's all about, if your first and second picks turn into stars. That's what it's about. Your first and second round picks, you want them to turn into stars. And if you do good in your first and second round and they become stars, your team wins, okay? Case in point, the Steelers this year, as I said earlier, they got four guys on offense that were first or second round picks. 
that could be stars this year. And if they are, that offense is going to be really good. You know, Najee and Kenny, Pickens and Fryermove. All four in the first or second round, all primed to really come into their own this year. And, and we, yes, we need to fortify that line to help them be stars. But we did, we did a lot of that last year in, in free agency, and we did some of it this year. I would like a left tackle, but whatever. I mean, the bottom line is it's a, it's a decent line. We're, if we don't pick anybody for that offensive line, we're coming into the year with, with a solid offensive line. We really are. They finished the year as a solid offensive line. We added some depth and a really good left guard. So I'd like them to pick a center, and I'd like, I'd like them to pick a really good, fresh, young center, and I'd like Cole to be a backup. I'd like him to be depth, too. But or, or a tackle. But anyway, regardless, I digress. The bottom line is this. The first and second round picks are in line to be the stars, okay? Minka, first round pick, star. TJ Watt, first round pick, star. Cam Hayward, first round pick, star. Do you get, you get where this is coming from? Uh, Stefan Tuitt, he was here. He was a star. It was a second round pick, okay? Uh, remember Lamar Woodley, second round pick. You, you, know, you think it through, right? Now, occasionally you get your... Harrisons and stuff that turn into stars that aren't high. But look, Palomala, first-round pick star. Your stars are in the first and second rounds for the most part. Le'Veon Bell, second-round pick. You get it? So look, why would we want to give up a 30-second pick, which in any other year is actually a first-round pick, but it's a second-round pick this year. But it's the top of the second round. And then we have the 49th pick, which is a very good second-round pick. You know, 49th pick is right in the middle of the second round. That's awesome. That's not a low second round pick. In other words, we are primed this year, the Steelers, to have not just a first and a second round pick, not just a first round pick that's pretty high up. 17's pretty high. I know people are whining. They're all going to be gone. It'll all be picked over. It's no man's land. No, that's actually pretty high. Okay, you can talk and pick through all your names and know everything and be smarter than the next guy and do all your formulas. But the bottom line is, if there's only 16 players picked before you, there's a really, really good future star waiting there for you. You just have to make the right pick. That's all. Just pick the right guy. But I guarantee you, there is a future star waiting for the Steelers at 17 if they don't move. Similarly, there will be two future stars at 32 and 49 because we're not just talking about a first-round pick down the way. We're talking about a pretty good high pick at 17. We're not just talking about a second-round pick down the way. 49 is a pretty high in the middle of the second round. And then you throw in the 32nd. Those are three picks in the top 50 that, if you do your job right, can easily be three stars. Now, why would you give one of those up? Because that's what you're doing. If you trade up, you're giving one of those up. If you trade back to get some extra picks, you've degraded the quality of the potential that you can get by having a lower pick. I'm telling you, it matters that it's 17 and not 22. Don't listen to the people that are outsmarting themselves with, oh, they're all the same, it doesn't matter. I guarantee you the Steelers will have a guy they really want at 17. And if they trade down, he will probably be gone. I don't think they'll have five guys they really want 
or five guys they equally want, and it doesn't matter. Might as well trade back. I guarantee you that's not going to be the case. There's going to be at least one guy they really, really want at 17 if they just stay put. And I feel very strongly that the same will be true at 32 and 49. And I don't believe that picking up extra picks in rounds where generally those guys don't turn into shit matters. Why would you want to give up a premium pick at a star location in the draft to get a couple guys that probably aren't even going to make the team? Or if they do, they'll just be eh, and then they'll be gone. Remember Buddy Johnson? He was a fifth-round pick. Remember him? How about this guy we brought back? Oh, what's his name? You know, the, the edge rusher that we cut that we now have as our only third-string edge rusher, whatever his name is, Cliche, Quincy, Quincy Roche, or whatever. He was a sixth-round pick, right? That's what you want? You want to trade away or, or push down further a star pick, a potential star player, so that you can have a Quincy Roche or a Buddy Johnson? Really? So, And, and don't tell me it doesn't matter if you're 17 or 23. <clears throat> There's only so many stars in this draft, and if you're good at your job, you got to get them. If you trade down, he, they may be gone, okay? The further you get out of the first round, the harder it is to get the stars. The smaller it gets. 32, 49, you're still in the star range. You just have to know what you're doing. But you, you want to be up higher. Always, always you want to be up higher because you're closer to having the options where you're going to get a star. The higher you are, the closer you are to really getting stars. So why would you give that up when you have three? Look, you can draft and draft and draft and draft, and you go back and look at a draft, and you get two guys out of it. That's the way it works often, and usually it's the first and second round picks. Usually when you go back and look at a draft, the guys that actually, oh, I remember him. They were actually a good player for us. It's the first and second round picks of that draft, and it's a bad draft if you bomb out on one of those two. If you bomb out on both of them, Boy, was it a bad draft. Hello, Artie Burns and Sean Davis or whatever. That was. <laughs> but we did we did have Hargraves the third round there, but we gave him up. And, you know, but that was not a good draft. I don't care about Hargraves. Look, we gave him up. The bottom line is that first and second round pick, that was, that was a bad draft, see. So, you know, that's how you judge your drafts from the first and second rounds, Okay. And you might even pull one out of your ass in the third round with a Hargrave. True. And we have one at 80 this year. So we're going to have that. Here's my point, though. Again, why would you trade back and give up positioning to get three stars? The Steelers could play their cards, cards right, use their intelligence and their ability to evaluate talent. They have, the, they have no desperate areas of need. Sure, they want a cornerback, they want a tackle, and they want a defensive lineman. We get that. They also might want, oh, they definitely do need to get eventually at some point an edge rusher. We know that. They might want to throw in a tight end, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, but as far as I'm concerned, nothing matters after the first four rounds. You know, this draft is all about the three picks in the first two rounds and then picks in the third and fourth. That's it. And, and, and the seventh round picks don't matter, and I don't even care about the fifth and sixth. Look. Focus should be on those first three picks, and the Steelers should really know who they love. And I, I feel strongly that at each pick, if they don't move and just stay tight where they are, they will have someone they love in an area where they could use it 
to pick from. I believe that very strongly. And if they start outsmarting themselves and get too clever and drop down or climb up or play these games, then they'll, then they'll put themselves behind the eight ball where they may not have those players they really love still available. <clears throat> and for what? For what? To get a guy in higher up who is not guaranteed of being a star any more than the guy they're going to get at 17? Or if they trade down, for what? To get a guy in a fifth or sixth round? To get another Buddy Johnson? I mean, really, to get a body to throw out there? Really? Didn't they sign a bunch of those bodies in free agency this year? Don't they have more than enough bodies to throw to throw into the mix? Don't they need some stars? I mean, shouldn't they be trying to get stars, right? As many stars as possible. Well, that's what they have. They got these three picks in the top 50. Three stars. Let's go. Let's get them. Let's get three stars. Don't move. Don't fuck with your picks. Don't go any lower. Stay where you are. Pick the stars. Do it. That's what we're paying you for, right? The fans, right? We're paying the tickets, whatever, the advertising on TV. Don't forget, we're paying these people, right? If we weren't watching the games or going to the games, all these people would be out of work, okay? Keep that in mind. We're paying their salaries. Do their job. Don't play games. Don't listen to the draft nicks. They're idiots. Oh, no, God bless them. Some of them are good. But, I mean, this the trade talk is just too clever by half, okay? Too cute by half. Too cute by clever halves. Too many halfway clevernesses. Whatever. However you want to say it. The bottom line is the Steelers are in a fantastic situation this year. They have three very high picks all spread out nicely. 17, 32, 49. It's wonderful. It's magical. That trade, their performance last year, good but not quite good enough, set them up really nice in the middle of the first round, in the middle of the second round. And then that trade of Claypool set them up brilliantly. Basically, at the end of the first round. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful situation to be in. They need three stars if not this year, that play and are stars this year, that will play and be stars next year or the year after. Um, just like Najee's not a star yet, but this is his year where he could be a star this year, his third year, you know. That's what they need. Guys that they get that by their second or third year, if not their first, will be stars. We have to think ahead. We can't keep signing old beat-up guys for a year or two. We can't just keep patchwork quilting everything together. We need to get young star talent for the future and for the present. And we have three premium picks to get three stars to build the future of the Steelers on. Why would we fuck with that? Why? Why? To get who? To get what? What's out there? Look, not, we, this is a perfect draft to stay put because there aren't the great stars up high that we have to try to climb up to get. There aren't really. You know, It's perfect that there's a lot of good players. It comes down to their judgment. It comes down to what do they know, what don't they know. Don't listen to the, the, the nerds out there because they don't know shit. I don't care how much tape they watch. I don't care what website they run. They don't know shit. They're not real scouts anymore, if they ever were. <coughs> you know? Oh, I can watch the tape. Yeah, but did you meet the kid? Did you go and see him in person? You know, and, and how long have you been doing this? And are you getting paid for this? To be a scout anymore? Or are you get, Were you ever? I mean, the bottom line is, I trust the Steelers. And I'll end with this. Last year, everybody was talking about the Steelers are going to pick, you know, Willis, a quarterback. And they were just downplaying Pickett. He wasn't going to be there. And even if he was, they wouldn't take him, blah, 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 all this crap. And did the Steelers get nervous and trade up and play games? No, they sat, they sat, they sat, they sat, and they got Pickett. 
They got the best quarterback in the draft, and they didn't move. They were at 20, pick 20, and they got the best quarterback in the draft. Now, you tell me what that taught you. It taught you nothing, apparently, because you're out there saying they need to move around. They need to shift. They need to go up, down. They need to drop sideways. They need to go backwards, upside down. (laughs) It's like, calm down. Just last year, they proved to you they don't need to do shit, but sit there, wait, and like a fucking snake, attack and get their apple. (laughs) You know, it's kind of a mixed metaphor with apple, you know, Garden of Eden snake thing. But I'm picturing like the snake, like biting the apple, and then it's stuck in its fangs, and it can't get it out, and it chokes to death and dies. No, that's not what I'm picturing. But (laughs) they just need to lie in wait. And strike while the iron's hot. And iron, and iron their shirts. They need to be a snake at an ironing table. Can you picture it? With no arms. Just somehow pushing that iron back and forth. (laughs) Starching that shirt. Fuck this. It's not working out. These metaphors stink. But they need to be lying in wait. And they need to strike. And they need to pick someone good who they love in a position that can be helpful in those first three picks. And I will go on record again as saying... I, look, if 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 Joey Porter's there at 17, they're taking him. Um, but if he's not, and if the tackles, the two top tackles aren't there, I would heartily support Brian Branch, the selection of Brian Branch. I would very much. Because you know why? Sure, we, where's our outside corner coming back? We'll get him next year. We'll get him next year. Or guess what? We, we could take one at pick 49. We could take, you know, we'll see. We'll see how things fall. Just calm down. See how things fall. Maybe we'll take another cornerback at 32. Maybe, huh? Maybe we take Branch and then another cornerback. And then there's a tackle. At, at, who knows? You know, maybe maybe we take our edge rusher at 49. Maybe we take the edge rusher at 32 and get someone really good. Who knows? Look, calm down. Relax. You can't get everything, but... If you get three stars, you've gotten everything. If you can just pick three players good enough to be stars, you've done your job. And 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 sit back and let everyone else run around like chickens with their heads cut off. And you just sit back and calmly purvey everything and you pick your three stars. And I I trust Khan with Tomlin, Tomlin's insight, but Khan in particular, and with Weidel's insight con to make the right choice i do and i think that i think that uh tomlin and rooney will uh listen to con and and especially if con's listening to weidel but making his own choice i think i think that they're going to have their way in this draft and i don't think they're going to do radical things i know that you're all excited at the moves they made in the free agency and so am i i thought it was great but if you really look at it it's very conservative you may think they've done a lot and they have but it's been very conservative. They haven't spent a ton of money. Probably, to be honest with you, the most radical move they made in free agency was the Ogunjobi contract, right? Because the guy was banged up all last year. And and when he played, he looked pretty good. And he had games where he looked great. But overall, you know, would you really sign that guy up to multiple years like that and give him all that money based on what he did last year? I wouldn't have. So to me, they really rolled the dice and did the most risky thing and kind of the most radical thing with the Ogunjobi contract. But everything else is really kind of very conservative, very smart, very objectively good and not risky, I don't think at all. 
So that's what I think they'll be for this draft. I think I think Omar Khan and his and his henchmen, <laughs> which now include Tomlin, will be uh, way less risk taking than you're all guessing. I think that they will stay, stand pat, be smart, and uh, and get their men. And I think I think we'll look back on the 2023 draft and say we got three stars in the in those three picks. I think all three. I think they're going to hit it out of the park on all three. I really do, because I think they're sharp right now. Their minds are clicking. I think they're doing amazing things right now. I think they're being smart, conservative, not being too radical, but yet being aggressive. I think what we're looking at right here is some people in their prime really excited to be in charge of things now and doing great work. I think Wido and Con are doing great work, and I think Tomlin will allow them uh, to to run the show here. And I don't think he's going to disagree with a guys, guys they want. And, he, and Rooney, same thing. I really think that the Steelers can't really afford to shit on the parade of Wido and Con, especially Con. I think they hired him. They got to give him a shot here. I think you know he hasn't done anything not to deserve a really, really good shot here in this draft, and so I think they'll, I think they'll um, acquiesce to his, his, his final decisions. I really do, and so I think, I think he's going to be brilliant. I think he's clicking right now. I think he waited a long time for this job. I think he's clearly very good at it. I think people really underestimated him. And not he's not just a numbers cruncher. He's not just a capologist. I think he um, knows personnel well, and I think he knows what the Steelers need. I think he has good judgment. And another thing is he got Tomlin to be very aggressive and cutting people from the defense. I like that. Tomlin has a tendency to hold on to people too long. Tomlin has a tendency to play favorites and to kind of delude himself. And he's prideful. Tomlin's a prideful man. Most Most athletes are, but... But he's extra prideful, and I think so he has a tendency to hold on to people that he kind of made a mistake on because he doesn't really want to admit it. And I think Khan got him to cut Deadwood. Look at how they gutted the inside linebackers. That was amazing. That was fantastic. You know, I think it was wonderful. They were fucking playing uh, 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 Spillane. Three downs, three down linebacker, having him in coverage. What the fuck? It was insane. Well, he's gone now. I mean, think about that. They were telling us he's the best. He's the best? Then you really must suck. And they told us, yes, we did. We really sucked. He was the best, and he's no good. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Miles Jack, because you couldn't even unseed Spillane. And yeah, you were injured, but too bad. You know, availability is the best ability or whatever. So <laughs> I love it, and I love it. And I don't think if Kublai Khan wasn't in charge, I don't think that would have happened. So I really, really, really applaud Omar Khan. And I think that he got Tomlin to do the right thing with his defense, which has got it in many ways. And I think he's making smart decisions. And that's why I personally think they could go with Brian Branch because I think it's a smart decision. Why? Because he is going to be a star. He's as ironclad guaranteed as they come, in my opinion, in this, in this first round. I don't think there's a guy that you could say that about more than you can say it about Brian Branch. It may not be the greatest position in the world, right? You may not say, oh, strong safety, oh, you know, slot corner, oh. Maybe that's not a position that you you think of when you think star, let's go get a star. But 
a star's a star, and you don't want to pass those up. So I would, I would, I would, I'm holding out hope that I'm right about Khan being sharp and smart about and making good judgments. And I think they know they want stars here. And yes, they have positions they'd like people in, but if they're not stars, then, you know, you don't go with them. And I think they can find three stars in the order that comes to them. And I think their judgment's going to be great. And I do believe uh, that Tomlin and Rooney will acquiesce more to Khan, and Khan will certainly listen to Wido in his ear tremendously. And I think, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be brilliant. And I think, like I said, when we look back at the top, the first three picks, which I don't think they'll trade or fuck with, we will we will have three stars in this draft that we will say, "Wow, did they fucking hit it out of the park on those three picks?" And that will be enough. And then you really don't, you know, if we get anything in the third or fourth rounds, that's gravy. You know, he's like, oh, that's nice, you know. But I think those first three are the key. And uh, I don't even think they're the key to this season, by the way. I think this season we have the players to maybe do it if, if, if. Those top four guys I mentioned, the one and two round picks on the offense, if they click. If those people click, if Fryermuth and Najee and Pickens and Pickett click this year and really rise up, then this team, the Steelers, can do damage and get to the playoffs and can ha- has a chance. So I don't even think we need these three stars in this draft to be stars for us this year. Maybe one of them would be nice, but we don't need it. I think we can be a very good team with the stars we have if those four offensive guys all click this year and become stars this year, all of them. I think we need all of them to click to be really good on offense. And um, and I think it can happen. So anyway, those are my thoughts. I don't I don't expect they're going to trade anything up or down, and I hope they don't. And I I, I I hear all the people talking about it all the time, and I just kind of chuckle because it seems to me they're losing sight of the most important thing, which is get those higher picks and as many as possible. And they have them. They have very high, good seated picks at one. And in the two in the second round, they got they got really good situated picks. They really do. So don't get all caught up in who the players are and they're down. Oh, now there's nobody left. Here's plenty left if you're smart. If you know what you're doing and you're a good judge of talent, trust the Steelers. Trust those guys. I believe in them. And I think they're going to pick stars by sitting pat. All righty. I love you. Yabba da boop